Hey there, podcast fam. Are you a special education teacher looking to bring more engagement into your classroom without drowning in all of the prep work? I've got something incredible to share with you. Introducing the Teach Taskbox Inspire membership. Imagine having five beautifully crafted task boxes delivered right to your inbox every month, covering everything from social studies to life skills. And the best part, no more late night prepping. Let's bring the fun back into teaching. But wait, there's another option. How about getting those same task boxes delivered right to your front door? Imagine having a fun package to open every single month. That's right, I'm saving you time by printing, laminating, and Velcroing everything already for you. You don't have to lift a finger. Plus, you get access to the digital files as well. Get ready for vibrant, durable materials and the flexibility to choose your grade band, K2, 3, 5, or vocational life skills. Don't miss out. Elevate your teaching experience with a Teach Taskbox Inspire membership. Head to chalkboardsuperhero.com backslash membership right now. Let's make teaching fun again. Hey, special educators. Welcome to Teach Taskbox Inspire, the podcast dedicated to making your job as a special education teacher easier by making your instruction more fun for you and your students. Inside each episode, you'll learn how to get the most use out of your task boxes in the classroom. I'm your host, Lisa Holiday from Chalkboard Superhero, a veteran special education teacher passionate about empowering you with purposeful teaching strategies, helpful tips and tricks, and other classroom management tools that will help you thrive in your role. Let's get started with today's episode. Hey there, special educators, and welcome back to another episode of Teach Taskbox Inspire. I'm your host, Lisa Holiday, and today I want to talk about visuals and how their strategic implementation can lead our students toward a journey of independence. Visuals are not just images on paper. They are conduits of understanding, keys to comprehension, and pillars of support. In this segment, let's peel back all those layers of undeniable power of visual aids, from providing structure and predictability to fostering communication and reducing anxiety Visuals lay the foundation for building independence. Now, let's get practical. Creating visual schedules is an art and a science in and of itself. We'll explore the intricacies of designing schedules that not only guide daily routines, but also empower students to take control of their activities. The beauty lies in the simplicity and clarity that visual schedules offer, making each step of the day accessible and manageable. Visual schedules are simple. There's a visual prompt that's used to help our kids understand really what's coming next. Simple, right? But so many teachers forget to use them. And I have even talked to some teachers who think they are a waste of time. Like what? Visual schedules are actually evidence-based practices and based on the idea that students on the spectrum struggle with predicting what's coming next. Visual schedules are made and used to help depict their day or what's going to happen next. We all should be using them. No matter what type of schedules you're using, you need to be using them. Students, especially on the autism spectrum, often need visually to see what's coming next or how their day is going to go. 
I have a son with special needs that has Down syndrome who also really relies on using those visual cues often used in a visual schedule. So number one, they're anxiety reducing. It absolutely reduces anxiety. There are many students on the spectrum that have daily struggles with anxiety and stress to not know what and how their day is going to play out. This can cause them to explode and can manifest into severe or even aggressive behaviors. We want these students to be able to focus on what they're doing. So why not clear their thinking by providing a visual schedule to kind of calm that anxiety and relieve some of their stress? I've seen many teachers even power struggle over this. So another thing is independence, like how you and I check our notebooks or calendars or digital reminders. We want our students to be able to check their schedules independently too. They're not always going to have someone telling them what to do next their entire lives. So it's our goal to make sure that they can do this by themselves. It also provides like no arguing. When students are checking their schedules and it's time to transition, they can't argue with us or the teacher, right? It's what the schedule says. Sorry. When the teachers aren't telling the students what to do, they can't argue with us. The schedule is telling them what to do. Visual schedules can also help remind your students what's coming next. Do you ever have a child consistently ask when snack is? Well, this alleviates that problem and allows the child to glance at their schedule and figure it out themselves. Some kids often forget multiple times in a 30-minute session, but always have that visual schedule to refer to. So most adults often forget to use as little words as possible. Using visual schedules allows us to use pictures or word cards to eliminate using that verbal language altogether. Remember, kids on the spectrum have a very hard time processing verbal cues, so using as many visual cues as possible will make them that much more successful. And remember, these are evidence-based practices, so we should be using visual schedules. There's also so many different varieties of schedules. There are object schedules, there are first then boards that you can use as a simple schedule in addition to the schedule that they already have. There's a picture schedule, which is probably your typical picture icon schedule that you could be using. There's also a written schedule, which is a great schedule to use in secondary You can use a dry erase board for this, or you can use magnets. My students really prefer to see their schedule disappearing, so they love erasing it. There's also a binder schedule that we sometimes use for kids who travel throughout the building. There's checklist schedules where kids get to like put a little check mark next to their item or activity. We also use real photo schedules. So you take pictures of actual centers, people, things in the classroom or used around the school instead of like clip art or board maker images. There's mobile schedules where you kind of like bring them throughout the building. I've seen them huge. I've seen them on the phone. But also there's a mini schedule. So I put these types of schedules within the student's schedule. For example, if a student says that they have ELA next. They'll walk to the ELA center, and in that center, there might be a mini schedule waiting for them. This mini schedule is showing them what we can expect them to do at the ELA center. This schedule can be a checklist, a picture schedule, 
or even a written schedule on a whiteboard. However, you should be using mini schedules all throughout their day because once they finally get there, you don't want them to have a meltdown because they don't know what to expect. I see this oftentimes in the younger grades for kids who are transitioning to specials, say library or the gym or music, because yeah, their visual schedules says to go to music, but once they're at music, they have no idea what to expect for the next 45 minutes. So making those mini schedules for those special areas will decrease anxiety and decrease the behaviors that you might be seeing. So I have found that there are really only three downsides to using visual schedules, but it's really an us problem, not a them problem. It's time, cost, and space. I'm not going to lie to you, planning and creating visual schedules does take time and could cost a lot of money out of your own pocket, not to mention the amount of space that you're going to need to either store them or display them. But listen, it is so worth it. I have seen students' behaviors completely turn around when using visual schedules. And I would even say it was a lifesaver in some instances. When teaching students with special needs, using visual aids are so important. It doesn't matter what time of day it is, whether it's math time in the classroom or brushing your teeth at night, using visual support systems for students with special needs is vital to their success. Even typically developing kids and adults rely on symbols and pictures every single day. Students with disability, especially on the autism spectrum, rely on these visual supports. So another type of visual support is using for transitions. Students often struggle with transitions. Although visual schedules help, these students need more visual supports to help them throughout the day. So when the bell rings, students are often told to check their schedules, but pictures speak louder than words. Using a quote-unquote check schedule picture card as a cue to help transition them to schedule has been super helpful. These can significantly decrease behaviors and students are happy to comply. Other transition visuals that I have used is a pause button. I did write a blog post that I'll link in the show notes all about how to use this, but I've worked in both primary and secondary education using the power of the pause button and it is a little game changer. Another visual aid that I use is a timed timer. And so in my class, we use visual and auditory timers, which help students visually see how much time is left and can see the time actually disappearing. In the past, I've also used an online timer that I would display on my smart board, and I've used sand timers and liquid timers as well. But being able to see the time disappear is the key for that. Token boards are another great visual to use to help students see their progress and to see when the activity will end. Once a student masters waiting, staying on task, and no longer needing immediate reinforcers, they're ready for using a token board. I can put some token boards that I have that are already like ready-made for you to print out in the show notes. Another thing that I like doing, especially in a secondary level, is checklists where we can just write on a sticky note on a piece of paper or have ready-made like to-do lists. This helps them become more independent and develop necessary executive functioning skills. 
I've also used a lot of things like behavioral visual supports, like contingency maps or behavior contracts, five-point scales, power cards have been super helpful in the past. They just have, these are like visual reminders of what's expected and how to ask for help. Also having like visual posters around the room to set those clear expectations. There's so many options for this. You can have carpet expectations, classroom rules, desk reminders, but having those visuals up and around the room is very helpful as well. There's also things like classroom signs that the student has access to. So I don't want you to crowd your walls with unnecessary junk, but we used a giant stop sign on our door to get rid of those elopement issues. We used a giant visual interactive word wall. We've also used huge open and close signs on the computers or even blankets to throw over them to kind of stop them from using these things that are off limits during the school day. So even though visual aids are often used with a child with autism because they're such visual learners, but visual aids can support anyone at any time. I, as a grown adult, often use a lot of visual supports anywhere that I go, whether I'm going to Dunkin' Donuts or the airport or just driving down the street. I'm using visual aids all day long to help me throughout the day. So if you need visual supports, I do have a bundle of visual aids and token boards and first then charts I want to put in the show notes for you that gets students to be those independent learners that we want them to be. I am so glad that you were able to join me for this episode of Teach Taskbox Inspire. Until next time, guys. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Teach Taskbox Inspire. I hope you've gained some tips and motivation to fuel your week ahead. If you're ready to explore more strategies for empowering your students as independent learners, be sure to dive into my free training at chalkboardsuperhero.com slash training. And don't keep all this knowledge to yourself. Share this episode with your special education teacher friends who could use some motivation and inspiration. One more thing before you go. If you're finding this podcast helpful and want to show support, head to Apple Podcasts and leave your rating and review. Until next time, keep teaching, taskboxing, and inspiring.